calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast number 82 and I am Alex. I am joined by Chris Tilly. Hello. Uh, Tom Butler. Hello. And of course, Stuart Reed. Hello. Hi guys. Um, this is back to normality for us because obviously last week it was Kapow and uh, we did a very special live uh, Kapow cast direct from the show. Which would have been podcast number 82. You're right. But we had kind of technical gnomes that threw spanners into the works and I don't know. It got lost. Yeah, got lost. Stu, you're our technical genius. What I can't. I, I wasn't there. I can't be blamed. I'm not blaming you. I was just, just asking just for saying, an explanation. Um, it, dis- it seems to have got a bit mangled. Yeah. Uh, it was recorded on a really swanky, very expensive, high-end uh, MacBook Pro. Uh, we normally record on a scabby old cheap PC, and that yeah. always works. And we recorded it on this kind of 1500 quid MacBook Pro, and it's just completely garbled all the audio. So, I can tell you what happened. What? It was the woman in black. Was it? That bitch who screwed up my interview with James Watkins, who was some black. There was and, some weird stuff going on. And she on. screwed up my interview with James Wan and Lee Winnell, who made Insidious at Kapow. She probably screwed up our bloody podcast, podcast as well. Bitch. Like spooky goings on. So, yeah, if you're wondering whatever happened to our uh, Kapow cast, um, well, that's it. It's dead. If you but, were there at Kapow, though, you've witnessed something that will never be repeated. Absolutely. Yeah. Something legendary. I wonder if there'll be bootlegs of it going around in 20 years' <laughs> time. Be, you're right. I, I reckon someone might have videoed it. There I were guess. people filming it. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone, if, if anyone out there, if you filmed it and you've yeah. got a decent audio track, then send it in. You never know. We might be able to do something with it. What we should do next time we do something like that is to get people in just to film it and send all the bits in and then build a film up like, like the Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys did. did yeah. yeah. And I'm, I hate to say this, but it was the best podcast we've ever done. Yeah. That's not what you said on the day. <laughs> no, it was a piece of crap. It was a piece of crap. There was it, a lot of dead well, air. It, we felt like it was probably one of, not one of the best ones. So, But if you were there, it seemed like everyone seemed to enjoy well, it. I so. think it, well, it worked well for a live audience. Yeah. I'm not sure how well it would have if you worked want, for... If you want iTunes. to employ a Keith Chegwin-like roving reporter, don't, don't, do, don't yeah. employ Tom. Mm, no. Why? It takes him ages to realise he needs to be in the audience to speak to them. And then he gives them the microphone for one, but then he keeps it to himself for the rest of the oh, audience. I see you volunteering yeah. to do it, Chris. He's a mic hog. He's a mic hog. I did in the end. I went up and spoke to someone. Um, hey, you two, take it outside. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
but I just I do need to shout something out. So we did a, a, a quiz on stage, and we yeah. got three people up. So thank you so much for coming down and making your signs. Fortunately, I've lost the winner's details, <laughs> and I need to send you a load of prizes. Oh, so man. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> so if you can get in touch, you've also got my business card. So just drop me an email there or get in touch and let me know so I can get the rest of your stuff out. But wow. somehow I've managed to lose all your details. Good work, so, good work. Yeah, I'll know who you are when you get in touch. So don't everyone try and send in. It was me because okay. I know who it was. All right. But there you go. Uh, I have a quick shout out as well to uh, a guy called, also called Alex, who uh, came up to me in uh, Byron Burger dressed as Ken and his missus. I guess it was, was his, his missus was just dressed as Chun-Li and they wanted a photo. So I, I said I'd give them a shout out on the podcast. So hello, guys. And thanks for listening. Alex, did you say? His name Alex. Yeah, yeah, he dropped an email in as well. So he was just saying thanks, say thanks to putting my picture with Martin and Dan up on the site. Aww. It was a fantastic event and you guys did a great job. Don't be too harsh on Dan. He's got a good heart. Mm. He has got um, a good heart, but well, the rest of him is sour. It is sour. We'll talk more about Kapow uh, a bit later on. We yeah? will. Yes. Sorry. That's me right along. So let's start off the, uh, this week's news. And, um, uh, well, the first details on FIFA have come out. And by details, I mean one kind of screenshot that makes it look like every other football game in the world. And a single quote from Dave Rutter, who is the producer of the game, saying, It's a revolutionary year for FIFA, especially in the gameplay department. Mm. That's it. Right. But yet, people are getting excited. Any spec- Any care to speculate any further, Alex? Well, I, I think, you know, uh, if you're looking at the gameplay department for FIFA, I think this year is probably going to be revolutionary. Good to know, isn't it? <laughs> I think what would have been revolutionary is if he'd come out and say, gameplay is going to be pretty much exactly the same as last yeah. year, just yeah. going to be a bit shinier. I, do you think he means literally revolutionary in that maybe the pitch will be going around in a circle? Yeah, maybe. Revolving? Yeah. See, we could read a lot into this. 3D. 3D, circular pitch. Mm, Hello. Yeah, but they're changing the rules of football. Hello. I like it. Yeah. And that's because the, uh, the screen football plays on a round pitch, isn't it? Maybe it's And they're going to be revolutionary rules. rules, like no offside and no... Che Guevara's playing. Yeah, right. unlock Che Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> but the screenshot, it really does look like every other football game we've ever seen. Mm. I don't even think it's a screenshot. It's, it looks like something they've drawn up and rendered. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's a few more creases on the shirt. Yeah. I'm sure oh, well, that'll, that's be it a, then, isn't it? that'll be on the back of the box. More yeah. creases. So that's it. The hype machine begins here. Great anyway, use of those polygons. You excited? No. Eh, it's FIFA 12, isn't it? It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a huge game. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I can't believe it's going to be revolutionary. No. It's going to be evolutionary. RIT yeah. um, guy poked his head around the door earlier on because he heard somebody talking about FIFA 12 and he got awfully excited. Yeah, well, he's got a, he's got something to do for the next twelve months. Isn't That's he? very true. That, yeah, yeah. Did we ever find that copy of FIFA Eleven that went missing? Well, they were playing. Well, they were playing a FIFA yesterday. But oh, right. anyway, so uh, next up on uh, the news hit list is some Superman stuff. Yes, the film has a name now. It's called Man of Steel. I like it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sets it apart from the others, I suppose. And also, you know, very much in the, the vein of Dark Knight. Yep. And uh, they've cast General Zod. He'll be played by Michael Shannon. Which got me really excited because I've been catching up on Bulwark Empire in the last couple of weeks, and he's fantastic in that. Which who who is he in that? He's the police officer that's on their tail. Oh yeah, who's oh, got he's some serious? Awesome. Who's got some serious, serious issues. issues? And in if the last episode ever... I watched, if people are watching in the UK, don't, don't, don't last week's episode, last episode. Uh, it's just mind blowing what this guy does. So yeah, he's my general Zod, definitely. Oh, it was bad oh. enough in the second to last episode when when he goes in and they they and, have and the... again no spoilers. No, it's not a spoiler okay. to say there's a baptism involved. All right, but uh, are you what are you watching it? No, 
Oh. Uh, some of our listeners probably. You are. should watch it if you haven't I don't, watched what, it. Don't shout out no spoilers. We don't do spoilers on this podcast. Just say ever. Uh, we have. But yeah, he's past. fantastic. And if he's you, awesome. I mean, he, he was in Revolutionary Road. He got Oscar nominated for that. Yeah. Which is, you've seen him in that, haven't you, Tom? He plays. Right. The, he plays the the slightly crazy son of the neighbours in that, doesn't he? Yeah, and he was in a movie called Bug, which is really well worth seeking out if if you can. Directed mm. by William Friedkin, mm. set in one room, and it, it's him and a girl, uh, and he's convinced that he's got bugs attacking him all over his body, and that's it for ninety minutes with good him, him trying to stop these bugs. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's terrifying. Excellent. And Zod is the character from Number Two, two isn't it? Yeah. That Terence Stamp played. Mm. So he's another Kryptonite here from Krypton. I, the... I remember reading somewhere that he's not actually that big a um, character in the comics. Um, apparently, again, I, I must admit I haven't read that much Superman. So there's a statement from Zack Snyder on the character saying this film will hopefully be a bit better than Sucker Punch, but he it says, might not. He says Zod is not only one of Superman's most formidable enemies, but one of the most significant because he has insights into Superman that others don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Michael is a powerful actor who can project both the intelligence and the malice of the character, making him perfect for the role. I hope he wears the same kind of outfits they wore in <laughs> Superman too. That'd be brilliant. I also read some Superman news that Diane Lane had leaked. She'd read the script and she'd said that uh, it's going to be a uh, origin story of sorts. Hmm. So uh, there was sort of speculation whether it was going to be origin or yeah. not. But, uh, yeah, she's she's come out and said, yeah, it charts the beginning to the to, to the modern times. So. Right. Cool. Interesting. That's that's Superman news. Uh, um, Stu. Yeah, dust off your Super Nintendo cartridges, kids, because there's a new way to play them. Uh, there's a, a company called Hyperkin, and they've uh, they've traditionally made kind of add-ons for games consoles, like, you know, things like uh, cooling fans and extra kind of controllers and bits like that. Well, they've turned their attention to a bit more serious hardware now, and they've, uh, they've made uh, uh, what they call the Superboy, which is a handheld console that you can plug your old SNES cartridges into. That's insane. Which I think is a wicked idea. Really? I think that's a wicked idea. How big is it? Well, um, it looks pretty chunky. To, to, ha- to house a SNES cartridge, yeah. that's got to be massive. It's, it's reasonably big. Yeah, I mean, so, so we've got a know, picture here. There you go. Um, it's got a three and so a half inch screen. Is probably what? Probably about I don't know, twelve centimeters across okay. or something. So it's probably about the size of a PSP. But but here's the it good looks thing: really clunky. Not only is it portable, but it's got a video output as well. So you can plug it into your TV just like an old SNES. Oh and here's God. where it gets even better. Oh, I can see you what can you're plug say. Yeah. SNES, Super Nintendo controllers into it. So it's basically a Super Nintendo that you can unplug Actually, and take with so you. So therefore, it's it's got to be bigger than. Um, a PSP because the fact so you've got two control ports on the front yep. which you can see there yep. where you plug your, your existing controllers in I think that's probably one of the most ridiculous ideas I've ever heard where can I get one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's only being released in the US to start well, off with they the, haven't at the announced moment, yeah, they're yeah. Only, it's only going to be compatible with US games right now what's and the RRP it's only a prototype at the moment yeah, but it is due to release this summer. So um... I've got a bunch of US SNES games though have you ah there you go you can pick that up cool what, what you got anything good Loads of Mario. Oh. I guess though, like a lot of people have um, cracked PSPs. A lot of people have cracked cracked PSPs so mm. they can play uh, SNES emulators anyway. So yeah, I kind of it's probably it's a, a solution looking for a problem, isn't it? Purists, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. those um, those curly corded handsets you can get for your mobile phones that make it look like you've got a nineteen oh, seventies yeah. phone. What? What's the point? What? I mean, it's comedy the first time you ever saw yeah, one, but after that, yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid, isn't I've it? I've got five of them. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. It looks like, again, from the image, it looks like it takes kind of standard either AA or AAA batteries as well. Mm-hmm. But you get about five and a half hours of battery life. 
It looks a bit like the old uh, Sega Game Gear. Yeah, it does, yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, I guess let us know if you're interested in the Hyperkin Superboy. Let us know which games you want to play on yeah. it as well. well um, also, let us know if you even remember the Super Nintendo, more importantly. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, send us an email at IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com. It sounds yeah. like a bit of fun. It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom, you've got some more Nintendo news. Yeah, just the, the release date of uh, Ocarina of Time 3D, so probably the most highly anticipated 3DS game, I, I reckon. It's mm. coming out in the UK... Friday, June 17th, 2000. That's a UK date, is it? That's a UK date, yeah. So that will be the date that I'll also be buying my 3DS then. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes out two days later in the States if you're uh, oh, it's coming out in the Americas. First. Yeah, but only two days later. So, yeah. Well, we got the hardware so we early did, anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. There's also loads of other games that have been uh, announced, but if you head over to IGN, you can get all the latest release dates. I've uh, been looking at some of the uh, screen comparisons, screenshot comparisons on the site, and uh, it looks pretty awesome, the new version, doesn't yeah. it? Really, they've really tidied it up. It looks a lot less murky than the uh, original game. I must because it's been a long time. Obviously, it is one of my favourite games of all time, but it's been ages since I've been back and played it, so I am looking forward to going mm. back and reliving the joy. Um, what about Star Fox? Anybody excited about Star Fox? Yeah, um, I, I read that it was a release date, but I couldn't find it when I came around to I'm, getting this. I'm, but I think it's a month after. Was that Snares or the N64 that was out on uh, That was on the... Yeah, it was N64, Lilac Wars. Hmm. Yeah. Because it used the um, FX chip. That's right. Yep. And the SNES was Mode 7, which mm. was the spinny round stuff. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. I used to sell them years ago. What, SNESes? Yeah. That's how old I am. We used to sell SNESes, uh, Mega Drives, and the Mega CD came oh out God. as well right that was awesome we sold about two of those see i wonder if they'll call it star fox in the uk or whether they'll give it its original title of lilac wars yeah which is such a shit name seems unlikely uh, uh, remember those old sega adverts do be a favor plug me <laughs> into a sega yeah no i don't I found star fox too difficult I found it very frustrating really mm. got a man up chris i'll give it another go chris you're gonna get a 3ds probably not no no i think i will I'll give it. I'll give it a while. I'll give it six months. Right. I'll give it a year, and then something better will be on the horizon, and I'll wait for that. Yeah. And then give it another year, and you, you'll end up buying nothing. Yeah. It's the battery it's life, cheap. isn't it? That's still the downer for me. The battery life on it the three days. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Last piece of news for this week, uh, and it's back over to movies. And it's a little Chris. bit of fun. Some joker in the state has set up a website dedicated to raising enough money to send M Night Shyamalan back to film school. <laughs> this is <laughs> serious. Yeah, it's serious. That's fair enough. Uh, as the guy says, um, it's called M. Night School. If we all donate just $1, we can send M. Night back to NYU so he gets the help he so desperately needs. <laughs> I just find it the most bizarre situation that, you know, his first movie is the best he's ever done. It's just gone downhill rapidly yep. ever since. It literally got steadily mm. worse. How, how can it be like that? I, I cannot I make know. my brain understand I don't know it. if it's in direct proportion to his ego getting larger, his talent getting smaller, because he's famously really got a massive head these days. Has he? Right. Well, uh, famously, when I was at school studying film, they say that you have like so many amazing films inside you, but you have to get make all the crap ones first. It sounds like what he's done, he's made his good ones first, and now he's making yeah. all the shit ones. ones. Yeah. yeah. But that's, um, that's yeah, To if you've only got one good film in you, <laughs> probably you shouldn't have been a kind of director or something. I guess I so. Know. I mean, you know, if, if you had one really amazing, world-changing film inside you, that's fair enough. But yeah. I mean, you know, The Sixth Sense was, was all right, it was wasn't it? For it's good directors, you've only ever made one amazing film and then never made another film. There must be. <sighs> never made another film. Yeah. Mm. That's what about the guys who made Man Bites Dog? Did they ever do anything else? I don't know. I don't know. 
What about the people who made Blair Witch? Did they make any more films after Blair Witch? No, I don't think they, I don't think they did. There was talk about resurrecting the, the franchise a couple of years yeah. ago with them, but nothing came of that. But, like, what, have you ever interviewed or met uh, M. Night Shyamalan? No, he was one of my real heroes for quite a right. long time, and I kept trying to interview him, and then I couldn't, I couldn't seem to secure an interview with him, and now I right. really couldn't care less. <laughs> I really g- never want to meet him. And then the girl I'm, in the water came out, and you just thought, that's Oh, my it. God. I'm just it. interested whether he actually believes that he's making great films, or whether he's just... He still, he still gets we co- projects. We, co- we covered this um, this uh, press conference he did last year, or the year before, in Spain, where he was talking about the fact, someone was saying, you know, why are your films so terrible now? Someone stood up and said that. Wow, <laughs> like, fair and play. The, and he, well, you get that in the European press conference, you yeah. get stuff like that, where they'll just ask the most outlandish questions. And he was saying, you don't understand, in France they teach Lady in the Water at film school, and in England they teach this film. And, and everyone in England was like, no. Right. No one knows of a film school where they teach his recent yeah, yeah, output. Yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, no, this is a real thing because they've said um if if they raise enough money and M Knight refuses to uh accept the check, then they'll start a scholarship at NYU to, to put someone else through film school. Oh that's, that's good. good. Yeah. He is, as a director though, I mean he's he, he has got a style. Uh I just think he's just he doesn't know how to write scripts anymore. Or I mean, did he do the script for um Airbender? Oh, that was the first thing he's adapted. Yeah, right. It was the first. It was the first thing that wasn't an original script by him. So he should just be a gun fire. I mean, was, he obviously yeah. knows his craft. It's just yeah, he. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm but not then, sure was, he does what was that? What was the one set in the lift that was out uh, earlier Devil, on this year? Yeah, Devil. but didn't he write that and somebody else directed it and that got? It was, okay I don't think reviews. he wrote it. It was from the mind of M Night Shyamalan. Brilliant. So he's what? coming up with concepts. Yeah, this Brilliant. is the big thing. It's from oh the mind. God. Of wasn't that supposed to be an M Night? Yeah, I see what you mean. The Chronicles yeah. wasn't there supposed to be more of them, but yeah. nothing's been happened since, has that? But yeah, if you watch the, the Last Airbender, he seems to have totally—he has no idea how to direct a film anymore. Action, dialogue, um, drama—it was just—it was so horrible. Really? Yeah. Mm. See, that's a documentary that I would follow, like like Kerry Katona watching herself have a meltdown on television. Let's do it with M Night as well. Well, mm. there's a book that came out about his deal with Disney. Someone was on the inside wrote a book about working alongside him mm. and you can't get it in England I don't think for, for legal reasons but it's out in the States and it's supposed to be just shocking how he's how he treats people right good stuff good work right uh, so moving on yes last weekend was Kapow and uh, I think we all had a jolly good time it was amazing like, especially yeah. now that we've had time to kind of reflect as well because I think at the time when we did the podcast we were still very much in shell shock because so much was happening so quickly and it was like yeah, it was it was amazing from kind of well, all the famous people we had on stage to kind of the reception that obviously all the people who listen and read IGN. Just amazing, amazing all round. So we were, I know we attempted to do this uh, on stage uh, for the live podcast. We're going to go back and talk about the best stuff that we saw and experienced from Kapow. So, well, should we start with the best game? Yeah, I think, well, I know we talked about it on stage and it, we kind of rushed through what we were doing, but there were so many different things that we yeah. were showing off there that uh, it was kind of hard to, to get a sense. Yeah. I know that Child of Eden was probably the biggest thing that we had there. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, Martin's not here, but yeah, he was saying that he almost made him weep. <laughs> well, I mean, I was shooting it. I sat there with the, the camera. It's the first time I'd ever seen it. And yeah. I was getting goosebumps from watching it. It was, it, honestly, it's something else. Can you talk me through what you saw? Because I wasn't there. So it's really hard to explain. Have you ever played Res? Yeah. Or do you know what it looks like? Yeah. It kind of looks similar, but it, on this massive screen in high definition and the way he was doing it and the, and the audio and like floating through space and shooting all these different things, these different motions with his hands, the audio was just, just incredible. 
Um, and it just looks like an amazing game to play. Yeah. We've got it now in the office. We have got so it, so we need to crank it up and get it going. I yeah. can't wait to get that fired up. But Mizuguchi, he's a really nice guy. He is, uh, yeah. He did a really good presentation. He, he gave up loads of really interesting information about the game. and Including the fact that there's some kind of like corset peripheral that gives you feedback while you play it. Well, he said that you can play it with the controller or you can play it with the, the Kinect. Yeah. But if you have the controllers there, you can connect the four controllers and then put them in your pockets. Really? So it vibrates around your body and they're developing a corset which sits with the controllers in, in different parts of the thing. <laughs> it's, it's a whole sensory experience. <laughs> which you laugh, but it's actually, it's actually a really good way yeah, of yeah, doing yeah. things. It's a different way of... Um, well, there, there used to be peripherals for like, you know, uh, FPSs that like if you got shot in the chest, you'd feel mm. some kind of impact mm. or whatever. But it was, you know, didn't work particularly well. Also, if I get shot, I don't want to feel the shot in a video game. <laughs> it's like, why would you want to feel that? Well, what was the what was the scene that mine said made him made him weep? Was it the whale turning into an albert? Uh, into a phoenix. Into, into a, a phoenix, phoenix. Yeah, it's yeah. the boss battle. Uh, and again, it's you know trying to describe it sounds pretty crazy. Mm. My, I guess my only concern is it's. Is it a little bit too far out there for most people to get? I think that I, I was struggling to follow what was going on on screen. I think it's one of those that you really have to to interact with. But right. um, whether or not people will be like, I have to play this game. But I think when people see it and yeah. and hear it, and yeah. then I think people will get drawn in. But it's definitely the first thing that made me consider, actually, I might want to get a Kinect right. to, mm. just to play that. So I think in that terms, I think it it's sounds like a massive stoner game. Yeah, 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 I think it is. Yeah. He said, I mean, someone said it is like, um, I mean, where I heard that, it was like being, was it on stage that my, yeah. that, that some guy said that was the best thing he's seen, it was like being high on every single type of drug you can imagine, <laughs> which we don't condone. No, of course. So, but we had Red River there. We, we had did, Dirt, there. Dirt 3, like the Dirt 3 went down well on our stage, obviously people doing uh, time trials and, and like the guy who won Bizarre, he was, uh, I think his name was Jamie absolutely hammered while he was setting the fastest <laughs> time which is like fair play if you can do that so. drunk driving but he beat the developer's time the only person from the whole I thought he did that on the other day when he was sober he did that when he was sober <laughs> but the fact he was still the fastest when he'd had like you know a skinful he, he stank of booze but he was still setting fast time so well done Jamie yeah, yeah. well done Jamie but so. we had other games there in the arcade Portal, Portal 2, 2 of course yeah and um, we had uh, games that were already out. Yeah, a bunch of games. Cars two that was being shown to the public for the first time. If you're if you're following the movie, but yeah, I think yeah, probably Child of Eden is was, so, was the highlight, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more. Um, now we've got it in the office, so I thought Portal it would be Portal two going into it, but Child of Eden. Portal well, two, I, I guess you know what to expect from Portal two. Yeah, whereas yeah. this was something totally unique. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, what about the movies? Obviously, um, well, we I think the the secret movie was super, isn't it? And we'd already reviewed that on the site. But in terms of like terms, the the kind of some of the movie stuff we showed off. What was your favourite? Yeah, well, Thor Thor went down really well uh, amongst people, um, and obviously we had the two lead actors finally show up at our stage and have a chat, which was welcome because yeah. I thought we were going to get eaten by Thor fans. Yeah, that that was that was tense. So just delayed arrival. In case you weren't there, we we. Basically, had a crowd of I don't know three or four hundred people waiting for forty-five minutes for these guys. To it turn was kind up. of intimidating because they were on all levels of this building. <laughs> yeah. They were on the balcony yeah. and the balcony yeah. above, and just from every side. And it was just like fuck. And, and to get these guys. Props here. to our uh, presenter guy uh, Christian because he kept them sort of like uh, kept them humoured with various jokes about his child and touching dogs' penises. But yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I went out there with Mark Miller to try and bathe the crowd for a bit and. and 
I yeah. ran out of questions pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, after 10 minutes, it's like, okay. I was reduced to asking Mark Miller what his favourite colour was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not cool. What's no. your favourite colour? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they the, Thor, the Thor footage was good. Um, what else? We, the, the Woman in Black teaser trailer that we premiered was, I thought, a great teaser. And that went really, down really well on the site as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And the director filled us in on, on what was happening. That apparently Daniel Radcliffe will, will be doing a little bit of nudity in the film. Little really? Yeah, oh, like, it goes as, back to as, what you were saying. Yeah, as I said last week. Well done, Tom. So it sounds to me like the focal point of the whole event was pretty much the IGN stage. Do you know what? We I had so say. much feedback over Twitter and, and Facebook over the weekend. Everyone seemed to love what we were doing. And props again to Christian, who did yeah. an amazing, amazing job. Yeah, he was good. Like, he was so good. He was really stage. good as my kind of sideman. I really carried it along, <laughs> which I thought was good, yeah. So you, I mean, we managed to get what most of, most of the guests. We managed to get them up on stage for, Pretty for much, a quick yeah. chat. Who was the, who was the, kind of the best person that we got up? Well, I was just going to finish. I was going to say, having spoken to all the audience though, and everyone around the place, it sounds like the best film was Attack the Block. They all loved right. it. Yeah, that was the feedback generally. Was so the, we had the some people... clips on the on the oh, stand that people could watch. Yeah, and we did a panel. We did a main panel as well for Attack the Block for an hour with Joe and and, and the cast, and, and yeah. yeah, everyone seemed to be really excited by that film, which I'm pleased because. I've seen it and I've loved it and we're, we're yeah. going to really be championing it on the site for the next month. But. And obviously we are big fans of Joe Cornish. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of starstruck so. when he was behind our stage. I had to just go over and say hello yeah. even though I had no reason to say hello or anything. Just yeah, like, it is a bit weird like considering you've got like these big Hollywood actors there but then you just got like Joe Cornish who, you know, did a Channel 4 programme a while ago and is now on, on the radio but he, going back to your point, Stu, he was the person I was most looking forward to mm. kind of seeing and he was just a, a nice guy. Like they had people up on stage, and one kid left his whatever it was signed uh, on uh, the table where he was signing, and walks off, forgot it. So Joe ran across our stage and gave it back to him. You just think, how cool is what that? What a nice man! Yeah, nice guy. So he was general, a great guest. General feeling overall was that everyone there who took part was was nice. I think we had no problems with anyone. The comic book people are just so yeah. friendly. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely, just unbelievable. Do you know who my favourite guest was? It was Dan Kilby. Yes. Hello. Hello. If only, if only, hello, Dan. Hi. Oh, I should probably do something intro. What? Did you think that I was gone forever? Oh, before. you keep on no, doing that. I've done that before. So, yeah, if Dan, you, were... you can leave now, mate. <laughs> it's been good having you on here. Where have you been, Dan, for the last half hour while we've been talking? Um, sorting out some, like, a few little last bits of Kapow bits and pieces. Which, funny enough, that's what we're talking about. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. We Who talk- did you think was the best guest? Ah, oh, good question. Um, can oh, you kind of sprang on me? I I tell you what, I actually spent a lot of time with Tetsuya Mizuguchi. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he was awesome. Like He's really, nice really nice guy. Really enthusiastic, and I mean, he'd been sort of obviously sort of flown in from Japan and been doing a load of stuff that week. And even though I can imagine it was sort of like an exhausting week, he was still sort of so happy and yeah. friendly. So. Duncan Jones is very generous with his time. I was about to say the same thing, yeah. He needs needs to get a different t-shirt, though. He's wearing that Sid Vicious t-shirt quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And you could really feel the outpouring of love towards him from the audience when they're asking the questions and stuff. People really seem to dig what he's doing. He just seems to be such a genuine guy. He just seems like someone you could just go up to and have a good chat with, which Mm. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Um, My personal favourite, though, was actually um, the Saw guys. Yeah. James Wan and Lee Winnell. They were a bit... um, they're a bit hungover, so it took them a while to warm up. But yeah. they were certainly the funniest people we had on stage. Yeah. I thought they were really making me laugh. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know which is which, but one of the guys, the Australian guy, was very funny. They're both yeah. Australian. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah, they went to film school together. But yeah, I, I, I appreciated them the most. But 
And what surprised me about a lot of people is how long they'd sit there doing signings. I can imagine yeah. it must have just hurt their hands so much, but they just you know, and that doesn't carried on. that doesn't happen that normally. That really? was what was quite unique about this event. I thought the people were just sticking around for ages, doing the mm. signing for absolutely yeah. ages yeah, until all, pretty much we got through the end of the queue. Well, which, Duncan Jones was around signing for at least yeah, half an hour. Same with still cut people off. And same I, and I spoke, yeah, and I, I was, he was there with his girlfriend. I spoke to her, and she, I was like, "Do you guys have to go?" She's like, "No, we'll, we'll stay until you know we've got through as much as we can." Yeah. There seemed to be yeah. a genuine feeling of love from everybody for this event, which I think it's terrific. Yeah. I mean, props to Mark Miller for getting in there, and and you know, mm. I mean, that, that Guinness absolutely. World Record attempt that we had on our stage on Saturday was amazing. Amazing, amazing. That'll be up yeah. on the site just like to, to go check that out. Yeah, to sort of see it. Like, so just to put it in context, first thing in the morning, obviously, we just set, finished setting up the IGN stand. And then Mark Miller just sat there on his own at a laptop writing the script. <laughs> and it, and People he were rushing like, in, just ignoring him, <laughs> yeah. weren't they? He's like the loneliest man in the world. And uh, I think we had a picture of him sat there on his own. But by the end of the day, we had like three tables and uh, 20 people all kind of doing panels together and I haven't seen the finished product but I can't wait to see it because you know it was in- an incredible thing to watch watching people mm-hmm. yeah, ske- yeah like seeing the yeah. cover being drawn and you know actually seeing Dave Gibbons drawing stuff like at first hand at close range and John Romita Jr. was like amazing stuff amazing stuff and, and obviously they broke their world records as well so yeah, yeah and that's a special well charity issue of Superior that will be out in a couple of months so yeah we'll update on that as and when we know what's happening yeah because cool. I think they're auctioning the, the original aren't they but yeah. then they're putting the other one into production so you'll be able to go and buy it in your and it even features a, uh, an IGN reader it does. Ben- Benjamin Walker yeah. yeah so Benjamin uh, won a competition on IGN to be appearing the comics so yeah. we're looking forward to seeing that mm. yeah he looked like Ryan Reynolds anyway so do you, do you know who <laughs> drew him no I didn't I thought Lionel you had but he'd only drawn the cover yeah. so I don't know in the end I okay. saw him being drawn but I don't know who by so yeah. he's definitely in there yeah good cool. work yeah good work so yeah. what What about any other kind of Kapow stuff that we may have missed I have some exciting uh, announcements from Mark Miller Hit Girl's getting a spin-off yep. which we'll all be reading yeah cool is she going to be older in it or the same age do we know he wouldn't say any right. more about that he made a few jokes didn't he but I think yeah, he was talking about her working in some kind of like grocery store but he wasn't being serious about no, that. No, I, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Right. Movie X was super. Yeah, we've yeah. had yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just give a shout out to a guy called uh, Mark Drummond, who I met in the VIP drinks, who'd had his leg signed by John Romita Jr. <laughs> because he'd had all he had John Romita Jr. art all over his leg, and he tattooed, got, tattooed. Right. Sorry, yeah, and so he got John Romita to sign it. And then he sent us an email earlier with the picture of the actually he had it inked as well. Yeah. So he's, really? he's finished wow. that off now. Yeah. Wow. So his name's Mark Drummond. According to Twitter, he's a biology teacher. So if he's your teacher, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is awesome. Cool. Mr. Yeah. Drummond, show cool. us your leg, sir. Yeah, show us your leg, Mr. Drummond. Um, <laughs> a bit of leg, yeah. I don't know if you've done the shout out, but just to everyone that came down and supported us was like super awesome. I feel quite bad because there's a lot of people that uh, I like, oh, how are you doing? And I was just kind of rushing around in sort of a state of panic trying to get things <laughs> for two done. days yeah. 48 hours worth of panic so if, if I was short sharp or sharp or snappy because if listeners if you were there you, you probably don't realise this but Dan basically organised the IGN bit by himself he did do very well he well was, done it was Dan. pretty awesome well done, he, did, he did a good job <laughs> mad props to the team though Rich and Will yeah of course um but yeah, I had a lot of people coming up and saying hello to us over the weekend. I was dishing out free hugs left, right and centre. 
Um, and apparently, I had to pay for mine. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. But when we'd finished the podcast, we were a little bit harsh on Dan, and apparently a few people were coming up and asking us why we hate him so much. <laughs> Who was that? You telling me that? No. Who was it? Yeah, apparently people were coming up and going, "Why do you hate Dan? Can you stop being mean to Dan." We should explain that. We should have an hour-long podcast where we explain why we hate him so much. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a painless. But that's the thing: we don't hate him. We love him. We all we're just together. jealous. We're all friends. Yeah, just jealous of his handsomeness. Sometimes oh. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> All good stuff then. So that was uh, that was last week. Let's let's look forward now, shall we, and see what's happening in the next uh, week or so with regards to games and movies. Good idea. Yeah, sounds good to me, Tom. Uh, yeah, we've got a few games coming out next week. SOCOM is coming out, so yeah. we've got that. Yeah. Is anyone interested in SOCOM? Mm-hmm. I find it hard to get excited about it. Yeah, move enabled, all that sort of crap. Yeah, but Battlefield's on the horizon, and yeah. let's face it, Battlefield is going to be the awesome. most amazing game yeah. in the world Operation Fleshlight Red River. I wish it was. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds like a flashlight on its period. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's its new name. That, Sorry. That looks awesome. That was a kapow, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. That, that was really hard. It went it's, down, it's it went down well. Yeah. Uh, Portal 2 is out next week. Never, never, never heard of it. Any good? Yes. You took it home, I took you? it home last night and it's, like, it's embargoed. That was also yeah. a kapow. So I can just say it's more Portal, it's more portal and yeah. it's on a bigger scale. That's is it, is it Mortal? It's... Mortal. More portal. No, no, you know what is out next week? Mortal Kombat! No one cares. Um, trust me, people are going to go mad for this game. 24 million awesome. people yeah. care. I don't know where you got that stat from. <laughs> that was your claim this morning, Dan. <laughs> Do you know what? If Mortal Kombat sells 24 million copies, I will throw myself off centre point. <laughs> Do you think which, which is going to sell more, Portal 2 or Mortal Kombat? Uh, I think Portal 2. Portal Kombat. That would be yeah. good, wouldn't it? You think Portal um, 2 is going to sell more? more? I think Mortal Kombat is going to be incredible. Most anticipated game of April. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. But I'm really, really excited about playing multiplayer on Portal 2. Yeah. So no, we'll just crack that out and have a go at that. The, the one thing I'll say about Mortal Kombat, Dan, is that the most recent games of Mortal Kombat haven't been that good. What, DC Universe? No, no, no. Whenever the last Mortal Kombat came out, which was admittedly um, a while Armageddon. ago. So I, I just think, obviously, the game's got its diehard fans, people like you. But I think to a lot of people, they just don't care. Um, why should they care? Tell me right now. Tell tell our listeners why they should care. Because it's a fighting game which doesn't take you too long to get to learn your way around. It's not a street fighter where you have to practice for years and years to get good. Right. So you see everything it's got to offer in the first five minutes. No, no, no. You get you get a, you get a handle on it very early on, and that allows you to experiment more and then unlock more things as you progress. And then from a spectator point of view, because it's so over the top and gruesome and gory, it's something that's quite fun to just watch and take in. And then the storylines as well. The characters are really interesting. They're not just oh, sort of like please. It's they a are fighting game. Yeah, but you have like demons and. And backstories, a Hollywood movie star, <laughs> demons and backstory, <laughs> um, and they're just a, they're just an interesting bunch of characters, and it's quite a terrifying universe as well. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> but but don't you think it suffers from the Duke Nukem effect in that it just seems like it's a game franchise that hasn't moved on with the times? Well, that was a pr- I mean the the PS2 and Duke Nukem Duke Nukem, <laughs> which you also love. Maybe you haven't moved with the times. Yeah, yeah maybe, Dan. Maybe I need to get a grip. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Update myself, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get into this web 1.0. Brilliant <laughs> stuff. And on the flip side, you've got something like Portal 2, which is doing cross-platform multiplayer and all these different yeah. awesome things. Yeah. And you're... Is Mortal Kombat doing that? No. Doesn't want to. And you're excited about bloody Mortal Kombat. 
Anyway, mm. each to his own. But that's entirely, you can't compare the two because they're different games. Mortal Kombat is a fighting game versus... All right, if you're going to be buying both Mortal Kombat and Portal 2, let, get get in touch. Let us know on IGN UK mm. feedback at IGN.com. Yeah, which is your favourite? Or, or, of course, you can do it uh, via Twitter, twitter.com slash Team IGN UK. Uh, and speaking of Mortal Kombat, has anyone seen the web series? No. No. Let's move on to movies. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a, a sequel and a remake, both which look absolutely brilliant out this week, Chris, yeah? Yep. Some stuff I really can't really? bloody wait for. Really? <laughs> Fast and Furious 5. God. Well, I guess you know what you're going to get. And this yeah. one has the added edition of The Rock. Yeah. Yes. Well, again, I haven't seen the film, but I've seen the poster. And it looks more like some kind of like full-on action flick rather than... To cars not really feature it anymore. I think it's. I think this one's got more of a heist element in it. Because they've all got machine guns set in Brazil. Yeah. In the poster, mm. it's like, what? Yeah. It's oh, and again, I haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious I saw the first movies. one, and I actually quite enjoyed the first one for what it is. Right. They are what they are. Yeah. yeah. There's no point in really criticising them because... They're like saw films, aren't they? They're obviously making money. Yeah. yeah. They do. They make a hell of a lot of money. Mm. Bit of fun. Um, Russell Brand spends 100 minutes doing an impression of Dudley Moore, which is what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. This has got to be the most pointless movie of the year, surely. Again, Why? the poster. Oh, my God. It just looks He's horrendous. He's got a weird face, that man with he that beard. Yeah. He has, isn't he? He looks like the kid from Mask. You know, the yeah. Yeah. movie. Yeah. Wow, that's tough. That's harsh. <laughs> that is harsh. You ever seen that, done? What? Film Mask with Cher in it. The Mask? Not, no, not, not the Jim Carrey film. No. no I'm going to bring up a picture and show you anyway. We, uh, what, so do we know, I mean, this is, is this going to kill uh, Russell Brand's career stone dead in the States, this film? It's one, it was the film that killed um, a thingy in the Dudley States, wasn't it? It was his last big film, wasn't really? it, in the States? Yeah, but that, that it was, it did, it hit, was phenomenally, it was the films that followed that weren't so good for Dudley Moore. Yeah, yeah. it was a big hit. And um, no, it's been a big hit in the States. Has it? He was at one and two at the box two, yeah. office last week uh, with Hop and this. Mm. So Your Highness came out and it, it beat that. So, yeah, he's, he's doing I just, fine. Wow. I just think that, you know, any kind of credibility he once had has now just gone out the window. Well, what's so bad about this film? It's it just a pointless it, did, it didn't need to be made. It's as simple as that. But isn't that the case for most films? And Russell Brand isn't as funny as Dudley Moore. No, he's not. And I love the original film. I think it's got, it's got everything. It's... it's, it's Quite sweet natured, but it's it's got really kind of sharp sense of humour in it. It's a lovely movie. Well, I'm mm. I'm supposed that, to be seeing it tonight, but right. I'm, I'm dropping out because we got our, we're going to have some kapow drinks. But I'm yeah. seeing Pow! it Monday morning, so I'll be able to report back how bad it is, or maybe it'll be funny. Who knows? I doubt it. Yeah, but maybe. the trailer was terrible. Uh, Luke Bessel's got a new film out. There's yeah. another. Yeah, there's a his new movie is called The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc Sock. Mm. What's that Sick. then? French then, is it? Oh, I shouldn't have tried. I should have practiced that before. <laughs> say on the podcast. Adele Blanc's sock. Um, I sent someone else to see this because I was busy with Kapow, but they really enjoyed it. It's like a female Indiana Jones. So that sounds good. Lara Croft. Some really good action sequences in it. Yeah. I think she has uh, her boobs out of one in one scene, so that's good. All boobs? What? Nipple in all? But apparently so, so. Can I just say for our listeners, uh, Tom is now showing a picture, a comparison picture <laughs> of Russell Brand with the kid from Mask, which is really, yeah. really harsh. <laughs> <laughs> you can put them up on the podcast story. Oh, I do, yeah. Separated Some at people birth. People can laugh along with us. <laughs> that's tough. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's that's apparently well worth a look. And we'll be having some um, video interviews f- with Luke going up next week. And what's the last film? Because I know nothing about it, really, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a three D movie about the Manx Isle of Man TT. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be quite good. Mm. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. Excited about it. No, no. If you're into motorbikes and sort of motor yeah. racing and decent three D films, it sounds quite good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But the big film coming out this month is Thor, and just to plug, we'll be having our review going live on Sunday. Oh, I should Thor, definitely which, check that out. It hits on Wednesday, the twenty seventh of I April. Think, are we allowed to kind of hint at? Whether I reckon it's... so. Yeah, it's good. Thor, blimey. 
is good. Well, yeah, that's, is good. So that's a news of the world get quote. One, two, you know three, it. four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> How many more of them you got? Um, four for one and one. One for four. four. What? <laughs> that's good. Like that. that was thoughtful. <laughs> right. Anyway, enough of that. Let's uh, let's move over to listener feedback, shall we? Who's got the first piece? Um, I have uh, an email from Nathan. He says, "Hello, IGN UK. Firstly, I would just like to say, Kapow was geek-tastic. The whole weekend was a treat. Thanks for making those days worth it. Your IGN arena was the shit. Good shit, not smelly shit. <laughs> that's that's good. It's always um, good to know. So, if you came to Kapow in costume, he asks, who would you be and why? Ah, because we had the um, cosplay, yeah, moment, didn't we? Yeah, which was won by Bane, which I don't think it should have been in hindsight. Why? I thought there were some much better outfits. I thought the penguin was fantastic. He was, mm. but but we opened it up to the the. It, obviously, it wasn't voted for by us. It was voted for by all of the attendees of Kapow. So Super Ted, I think. He Super Ted was funny, but yeah. again, he he was there for last. But you're right, there were some amazing costumes there. Cardboard box man. He wasn't cosplay there, was he? he no. Was, he was advertising. Oh, was yeah. he? Oh, uh, yeah. He was the uh, cyber candy. He's their kind oh, of... Oh, um, was he? Uh, ask, mascot. Yeah. I would go as Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko. Oh, that's good. That's good. I love yeah. Donnie Darko. Yeah. And yeah. We actually... My, my friends distributed it at Metrodome, and they have a Frank the Bunny costume, which I was I was going to put on for my 30th when I had a, a film theme party. But um, apparently it had been worn for two summers by various people, and it oh. just oh. smelled like shit. Yeah, you don't want that, do so, you? yeah. I went. I went as Donnie in his skeleton gear rather than Frank. I would do Alex from Clockwork Orange. Well, that's good. Right. I think it's, a, it's an yeah. iconic outfit. Yeah. Mm. See, I'd like to do Batman, but I know I wouldn't do it justice. I'd be more <laughs> like Fat Man. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's like having seen some of the early clips of um, Batman Live. It just looks a little bit pantomime rather than like The Dark Knight, yeah. and you just know that's I'd look like that idiot. So. <laughs> Stu, um, John Belushi. At the toga party in Animal House. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Helps. Uh, probably Johnny Cage. No, for two reasons. Number one, it's oh, quite plain, God. so you don't stand out too much. You can get to That's the whole venue. point of cosplay. And then number two, only the hardcore fans are coming. Oh, awesome! But now, it's, how it's, much are those sunglasses? And I'll say five hundred dollars. Asshole. Anyway, I've got a piece of feedback. Yeah. Uh, so last week we were talking was it last week anyway we were talking about like the uh, question of the oldest FPS in history yeah. not in terms of the oldest one but the one in terms of setting so Aaron Gun- Gunningham writes in and says there's a Half-Life mod did we allow mods? I don't know called Battlegrounds and apparently it's set in the 18th century uh, and you know when England were the baddies and they invaded America uh, as in Mel Gibson's Patriot movie mm, that's so, right. but that's a mod uh, I also got another email from uh, Will Cat. Bit of a weird name. Uh, he says uh, it's a game called The Darkest of Days, which I don't actually remember. Uh, no. But he said it was released on Xbox 360, and it has as you pulled from the death of the Battle of the Little Bighorn, only to be transported through time to change history, which leads you to moving, mowing down Romans and swords and shields and with your assault rifle. We gave it to about five on Nigel. Oh, there you go. So uh. it's kind of um, set in sort of Roman times, but obviously we were talking about does that therefore mean it's a, a swing 'em up? But no, you take your <laughs> your assault, assault rifle with you. So yeah, there you Maybe go. Maybe that's out, it. Four out of ten. That's what we gave it. Uh, Nerd corner. Last week we were talking about uh, the operating system on the Amiga. Because <laughs> yes. this is how we roll. I got an e- email here saying, uh, "Hello, my name's Ian. Long time listener, first time caller. I think the Amiga OS was called Workbench. Do I win anything? Oh, and please give a shout out for me on Twitter as I need followers. I Chambers UK. Cheers." Ian Chambers, VP and Managing Director, International <laughs> IGN Entertainment. 
So you know what? I, I just saw, a minute. I read that email when it came in to our mailbox, but I didn't read who it was from. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not going to say what I thought. It's from our boss, but he is he is right. It was called Workbench. Yeah, it was. Um, so At least we know he listens. I guess yeah. his prize is <laughs> he you can continue to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there more you go. Twitter followers. Can yeah. I have a raise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chris, by the way. Uh, who's next? Um, so I've got one from Dave Robinson. Hi guys, I'm going to be at Glastonbury as well, so you should definitely do a meet and greet. <laughs> Is there a second one to go um, as well? Uh, a question for you and the listeners. What songs or bands do you listen to whilst playing games? Um, I don't, we'll, answer I don't that, we'll answer that in a sec, but okay. also Vincent Ratcliffe says he's going to Glastonbury and would like to do a meet and greet as well. Um you should do a video diary like in Amsterdam. I think you definitely should. You absolutely definitely should do that. Should. Okay, yeah. that, that I'm up for. But, I mean, it, me and Tom have not successfully managed to meet up with each other at Glastonbury The last before. four let, years. Let, let, <laughs> why is that? Do you get no so phone to, signal? It's no phone signal and the crowds right. are so big. It right. just You give up after a while, don't you? You sit there waiting for someone for 20 minutes and then be like, sod this. There must be. And they're be. probably 10 yards away from you. But you should, just, we get, should we get them a pair of walkie-talkies? Walkie talkies, we can yeah, do that. Walkie talkies, yeah. Well, I've always said walkie talkies would be good. Get idea, one of those bloody great flags that everyone's oh, got. Get an IGN flag. Around. We need an IGN flag. No, yes. we'll try and sort something. Yeah, out. We I will. don't know what. Let's how we'll right. do it. IGN balloon. You should take the IGN balloon. <laughs> you should totally take the IGN balloon. Totally 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 <laughs> yeah, you'll have to. You'll have to take that bearded fellow in the sandals to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll do. We'll do an IGN meet and greet. If we can't, yeah, you should absolutely do it. Obviously, there's a lot of listeners that couldn't get tickets to Glastonbury. Maybe we should just all go camp out somewhere over the summer. Do an IGN. Camp or out. just outside the fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally the worst idea I've ever heard. So anyone listen to music when they're playing video games? I, I always to like to listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. I listen to "You're the Best Around" by Joe Esposito on a loop constantly for hours. Isn't he our comics guy? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've not brought that up with him yet because I'm sure he's had it so many okay. times in the past. Right. But yeah, our comics editor has the same name as the man who sang that from the Karate um, <laughs> speaking of music, Avril Lavigne's new album is the shit. <laughs> no, Dan, I think you right. don't need the word the in there. Dan, please, Dan, because this makes me it's annoyed. just embarrassing. I want to muster just something. Is you now. eating cake under See, my breath? This is why we hate you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's, it's the perfect blend of Kesha and Taylor Swift. What? So you do all this for a job. Right. None of this is real. Your your appreciation of that nonsense isn't real. I don't believe Can't it. Can't be. Right, let's have another piece of listener feedback. This is from Stuart Riley. Uh, subject, some dipshit who don't understand rugby. I'm going to read it out exactly as it <laughs> is here. Okay. Whoever sighed they didn't understand rugby, here is a brief explanation. Rugby is a game played by a lot of brutish men. The goal is to get the ball into the try zone at either end of the pitch to pass the ball. The ball has to go behind you to the next player and the line so speed is gathered and turned into brutish momentum. Similar to a steam train to pass through the tacklers, also brutish. Then either take the tackle or pop the ball off to another person in the line to eventually getting the ball in the try zone full stop conversions are kicks which turn the try into extra points by kicking the ball between the two posts full stop when they're tackled they all dive on each other it's called a ruck it's a big player bridging over the tackle to protect the ball and a maul is when the opponents charge the protector over and over and push them away from the ball so it can be stolen and possess iron gained let me know if you want to clarify anything else also small story for you a friend of mine dislocated his wrist in a match 20 seconds later head popped his wrist back in grabbed the ball and got within five yards of the try line I then grabbed smashed and dived and scored the try later in PE we were playing football a different mate dislocated his little finger and went off crying. He heats me now as I followed him, popped his finger back in, told him to stop being a little pussy and told him to carry on playing. <laughs> wow, well done. 
So while someone in this room might not understand the rules of, of rugby, I don't think this chap understands the rules of punctuation. <laughs> oh, and that was yeah. all in capitalised as well, so you should have shouted that. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you, you for that. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, well, if you do want to understand the, the rules of rugby, then slow this podcast down and listen to each and every word he says there. So. I feel quite tired after that. You should do. I've got, I've got an email from Edward Hearsom. He says, um, hey guys. I enjoy the show. It's great to hear non-American voices on a well-produced, high-quality podcast. Ah, oh, thank you. So Does thank he listen to that. this one as well? Hey. <laughs> Chris Mo- Mohan, Mohan wrote in, said, How do, guys? First of all, I must say your podcasts are mint. I was just thinking that you, to make them complete, you need one extra feature, and this would be a retro review. I'm sure us old gits would love reminiscing, and the young bucks would be interested in a slice of gaming history. P.S. Give Dan a break. He ha- can't help being a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for the sentiment. So, yeah. retro review? I mean, Stu, yeah. you've been doing a bit of retro reviewing with your Zelda and... Yeah, my Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. I'm on the ghost ship, ship now. Yeah. I've got to the ghost ship. I'm very excited. I'm loving it, and I am going to go and buy a 3DS for Ocarina of Time. There you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should set our, our, our listeners a, a challenge to, to play an old game or, or an old, watch like an old film club. that we recommend. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Mm. Okay. I think an IGN film club's a lovely idea. What was the one you watched last night, Chris? What did I watch last night? The film. Oh, Chucky. What film? Oh, what, it was a TV series. Oh, really? A six-part TV series that, yeah, the, the writer of Saw said that it freaked him out as a kid and it freaked me out as well. From It was from 1984. And, um, yeah, genuinely disturbing stuff. I, I, I bought it this week and re-watched it. And, uh, yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. There well, you go. That's your mission for next week then, listeners. Yeah. Watch Chucky. £12 in HMV. It's quite slow and dated. Oh, but, but, yeah, creepy. email him with your thoughts to Chris. <laughs> um, I've got an email from uh, Jesse Beale uh, who starts off by saying, Oi! Blimey! Wizard. I don't know why he says that. Anyway, <laughs> greetings from Honduras, Central America. I'll be visiting... Another one for our map, Tom. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be visiting Europe very soon. I was wondering if there was any gaming-related... Well, he doesn't put any, anything... Ga- oh, anything game-related. Sorry, he's put a, uh, a hyphen in there when he shouldn't. Uh, that's only available in Europe, but I should keep my eye out for. Um, Operation Flashpoint's out early here, compared to the US. Right, but... it. It's probably region locked, so it won't work. So he's talking about his PS3. He says it's about it being yeah. region locked. Um, I don't know what he's what sort of suggestions. Oh yeah, he's he games for. on PS3. Sorry. Maybe there's some sort of English type. Maybe come watch some cricket while you're here. Watch some cricket. Maybe oh, Brian Lara's boring. cricket game on PS3 could have that, couldn't he? Yeah. And rugby. Yeah, or, yeah the rugby. Ashes game. Yeah. yeah. Does he know they're also rugby? You can buy one of them <laughs> games. That's good. But in terms of anything kind of huge, we pretty much these days we get everything everywhere, don't we? So. I think you need to get a T-shirt that says uh, my parents went to uh, London and all I got was this lousy T-shirt because that never fails to raise a laugh yeah. when you go on holiday. <laughs> yeah. And, and a Union Jack hat. Yeah. Buy some tea. I met a nice girl in Brazil and she asked me to send her English tea, which and? I did. She loves it. Oh. She loved all of the tea apart from one, but she didn't say which one. Oh. oh. And she's going to send me some Brazilian movies. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> a better trade. <laughs> Amores Peros? That's Mexican. Just testing. <laughs> God. God. City of God. Uh, any more listener feedback? I have one here. Um, what was that? <laughs> don't know. Uh, greetings from Southern California. Oh, um, lovely. So another one for the map. Do you guys have any idea what you're doing? Do you guys have any out of the normal options? You, what? Do you guys have any out of the normal options you have to set up before a game can be played? For me, I cannot play a game unless I'm using inverted camera controls. Shane, oh, uh, well, yes. that's yeah. Robinson yes. is the same as that. I'm, I'm, inv- I'm an inverted. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. man, it does my nothing. Why? It makes sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it make any sense. What it, it does. It does. It does. I had. I had. If it made sense, then it would be 
the uh, default control set. Well, it no, should, should be, but it's not. Oh, Dan you, had an engineer explain this to him once. Yeah, it's a motor engineer or something. And he so said, he knows nothing when about you push games. Up, when you, a plank of wood, right? If it was balancing and you wanted it to touch the roof, you'd push it downwards to go up. And yeah. it's the same principle. Yeah, exactly. That's but you're not flying sense. a plane. Well, no, what? we're pushing up a plank okay. of wood. No. But yeah, I'm, I'm always an invert. Look, I always like to have the sensitivity quite high as well. But, Do you? Right. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd go for default across the board. Yeah. Nah. Although, anything, anything else? I mean, what about what, in-game music versus effects music? Do you have those positioned differently? I like with the music. Sometimes I'll turn the music off completely. Yeah, same same I literally, I don't touch any settings, even if it asks me to calibrate the colour on my telly so I only see an outline of something. Fuck that. I can't be bothered. Just press the button and get me into the game. Fair enough. Oh, there you go. That's what, Alex. What about um, if you have the options for subtitles on or off? Off. Why um, would you ever turn them on? Sometimes, Unless you're deaf, obviously. If you can't hear it properly. Sometimes, in some games, I find it easier to read the subtitles and actually hear what they're saying because it's a bit muffled. I, I don't, often don't follow what happens in a cutscene. So nah. if I can read it right, I, I can. If I don't have to listen to it, I can Do you bother with cutscenes? No. no. Always. Nah. It's, it's crucial to the story. Otherwise, you're not there for the story. You're there to shoot somebody in the face. No, but uh, I like to know why I'm doing it. But <laughs> I would say, um, and there have been games that have been guilty of this, that give away what you have to do in the cutscene. If it's not explained to you without uh, outside of that cutscene, it's a poorly produced game, in my opinion. Mm, interesting. So, Readers, let go. us know what you think about that. Are cutscenes should cutscenes be integral to the playability of the game, or should they just be a bonus? And in terms of like cutscenes that you can't skip, that is one that of is the worst crimes yeah. in the Especially world. Especially if there's a checkpoint before that cutscene, so you have to watch. Gears it of War die. One was the the worst oh. case for that. Oh my good lord! IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I've got a couple of picture corners here just to whiz through. First of all, Connor Halsey wrote, wrote and he's the guy who did the tech speak. That you wrote oh, out. wicked! I love him, man. He's yeah. so awesome. He said he loves how you read out my first email in the text speak voice, but I don't speak like that. He sent us in an image of his gaming setup, and he wants to know what we think. I think it's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so I mean, so it's hard to see what it is, but there's like a, a oh. Xbox, um, two computer screens, wow. a Dead Redemption poster, big desk. But yeah. I'd like, I'd like our readers to send in their gaming setup. Yeah, let's see, what they, see what they That's look a like. Really good idea, definitely. Because yeah. um, prize for the best and prize for the worst. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. So he's got an Apple sticker on his PS3. Yeah. Um, he's got a custom uh, Xbox Face CR. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> so a do it PC. Do a text speak, Alex. Uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. wasn't on that podcast, but that genuinely made me laugh when I listened to it. Back, oh, I'm Alex. pleased about it. So, no. so, but I like the idea of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sending your yeah. gaming setups. I'd love to see what uh, what it looks mm. like. And also send you your address so we can come around and burgle you as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, got another bit of uh, picture feedback here. This is from Ben Hargreaves, who just had his appendix out. He drew us a picture of that. That's really oh. good. Oh, Jesus. I think that's actually medically what's, very what's accurate. What's happened? Is that is the appendix? And he's holding his thumb up to say okay. so out. We should put that on the uh, site so people can see that. Did he do it himself? Uh, yes, he's done that whilst he was in hospital. No, so, I meant did right. he take did his he own appendix? Oh, no, no, oh. Uh, no, that's someone else's hand. Committed. It looks oh, a little bit like the, uh, the scene from uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, Matt Taylor sent in a picture of a baby uh, human centipede. It's genius, but it's safe for work, so don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, get that. That's brilliant. Oh, that's God, that that's, head that's is awesome. disturbing. Yeah. So it's a doll that's been modded, but uh, mm. it's a terrifying image. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Thanks for sending your pictures. I, I will send that to the director of Human Centipede and see if we can get some feedback from yeah, him. Yeah, do do. That'd yeah. be awesome. Do do. Um, so, that, so that's it then. Um, just got to set up a competition, and then we're done. 
Okay then, so... So, Kapow, uh, we gave away a big bundle of prizes to the person did, on the yeah. stage, but we also have a uh, mirror bundle to give away to we you kept listeners some back. of the yeah. podcast. So, if you want to win uh, a, a Disney's Epi- Epic Mickey Canvas from GB Posters, if you want a limited edition Tron Evolution for Xbox 360, uh, including uh, a light cycle and an action figure, we've got a copy of Kick-Ass on Blu-ray to give away, we've got a t-shirt from Insert Coin to give away, and a Mizuguchi signed print to give away. So, lots of stuff. Yeah. So, if you want to win this send us an email to ignukfeedback at ign.com with your kapow haikus and the best kapow haiku that we get will win wins the lot yeah and we will announce this next week on next week's on podcast. next week's podcast so yeah. you need to be over 15 yes you need to be over 15 okay. to okay. enter and there will be a set of terms and conditions on the podcast story so that was the, that voice of reason there was dan thank yep. you dan thank you um but Mark yeah so i guess in terms of so we record the podcast on a thursday yeah um, although it's bank holiday next week. Oh, goodness. Make it the week after next because we're recording from my house on Tuesday. Okay, so let's yeah. do it in two weeks' time. So You've got two, two weeks, weeks to enter. So the deadline uh, for entries will be the, let's say, what, the 27th? No. <laughs> let's that's a Wednesday. This 28th is a Thursday. 20, know, yeah, 28th. When I get married. Oh. Yeah, 28th. L- lunchtime on the 28th? Yeah, well, it's all be in the terms of well, conditions no, anyway. Can, I, can I just sorry. say, sorry, but Friday, that Friday is a bank holiday as well. Yes. So the podcast will be going up on the 28th. Okay. So you'll probably right. record I'll it. I'll put the terms and conditions in the podcast. That's right. why I said the 26th. This is absolutely painful. Yeah. yeah. That's it then. Um, listen out for the next podcast. Everybody is going to be steaming drunk. Except for me. And no, Alex. we're, we're yeah. forcing you to get drunk. It's going to be... You said, you've said to me, Dan, I don't see any point in drinking alcohol unless you're going to get absolutely smashed. I'd love to see <laughs> Kilbert. You that? said that to me the other week. Out of his skull. So we're going to get Dan battered and we're going to do it from my house, uh, which should be fun. Yeah, that's it then. So yeah, yeah uh, IGN UK podcast after hours next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you once again for listening. If you like what you hear, then please give us a good rating on iTunes and uh, we'll be back next week, same time. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.